everything that we want in our life exists already for us. Every single thing you see around you was created first by thought forms. Having the vision of what you want to achieve, you cannot go where you cannot see. When you can have clarity and specificity of what you want, what you're doing is you're actually creating that resonant frequency within you. When you're manifesting and creating from your divine power, you cannot create with logic. You have to create with your heart and what's in resonance with your heart. I see limiting beliefs as the manifestation of deeper levels of trauma. The reason why people don't take action is fear. Stop having the conversation of men being trash. Stop declaring it into the universe. The universe is going to test you. It's going to put you in most situations to gossip. It's going to bring some toxic men for you to choose if you're going to allow yourself fall down into sexual pulls and sexual urges. And if you're going to open your gates to that, it's going to test you. It's your job to say no or not. Welcome back everyone to Diary of an Empath. Today we have the privilege of delving into the fascinating world of spirituality, quantum physics, and energy with a remarkable individual. Joining us is Ariemi Ariosoy, an extraordinary soul who has dedicated over 11 years to studying these profound realms. With a background in mechanical engineering and the business world, Ariemi has utilized his expertise to assist companies in accelerating their growth. However, his true passion lies in the exploration of spirituality. Through countless books, retreats, and courses, Adiemi has nurtured an insatiable appetite for knowledge, all with the aim of accelerating his own soul's development. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Carice, pleasure to be here and pleasure to be connecting. Yes, Thanks likewise. Yeah, so I'm so glad we connected. I know that, you know, when I was just going through Instagram, you randomly popped up on my feed. And I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason because we were talking a little bit before we recorded too that, you know, money for me has always been kind of um, something I've struggled with, like with raising my prices. And I know a lot of my clients have as well. And we got into the conversation of spirituality and, and money and all of these things with energy. And I love that. So I want to dive into that. But before we do, I want to understand you a little bit more. So what do I need to understand about your childhood, your background to understand the man that I'm looking at today? Awesome. Thank you for that. And thank you for the intro. Also good. Great to be here myself. Um, my background, as you can probably tell from the name Adiemi, I was born in Nigeria and I grew up in a really loving home, right? Naturally, like everyone, I experienced my own set of traumas and things, which I'm sure we'll touch on later on in the show. That said, um, my father was in the army, was captain in the army. So I always say that I kind of grew up in the tether between fun, a, lo a fun loving man and someone who was really strict and super militant in his ways, right? And that uh, was something that actually set me up for success in many ways. That said, I moved over to America, um, studied mechanical engineering at Syracuse University, where Joe Biden went. Didn't finish, couldn't finish was the end of that. And that was kind of life putting me into a state of significant hardship that led me down the gamut to travel to Germany, to the UK, and I've lived in... 10 cities in the last 10 years or so, and worked in several different industries in the logistics, in fintech was predominantly where it was, and in the tech space, right, where I took a lot of the knowledge I had and used it to apply to um, business development and sales. That said, I got to a point where my soul was dying at the role I was in, and I really felt this pull to do something different. I didn't know what it was, but I got the nudge, and I'm sure yourself and your listeners would have felt this, right? That tingling nudge in the soul that ends up going louder and louder, that yells for you to get out of whatever you're, whatever you're doing and step into a different purpose and a different path. That started a whole 
process in my life where a long-term relationship ended at the same time I left my job, at the same time I left the country, and I had to go figure things out. And life started opening up for me the moment I let go. So that's a bit of a brief story. I'll let you carry us wherever you want us to go from there. Yeah, I love that. I had a very, very similar um, experience. And I think a lot of people during COVID, we kind of had this awakening, you know, and like, what am I doing? Am I happy? Does this bring me joy? Because and I, my theory is, is that the first time in for a long time, at least in our generation, our history that we know of, we were forced to slow down in a world that is sped up in a world that's giving us constant distractions and constant, you know, you need to work until you die. You can't retire until you're 67 yep. and you might have 10 years to live if, you know, and it's like all of these things, everyone started really thinking about what brings me joy and what brings me happiness for the first time. And like you, it was like a sudden light bulb for me that went off and I'm just like, there's something more. And all of a sudden this spiritual awakening just kicked into high gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it like, it was literally, it felt like it was something overnight. And then all of a sudden the trajectory of my life just completely changed. I learned about manifestation and I started, you know, really focusing on that and really understanding like this is actually something real. So for you, when you think about manifestation, how do you define that? What is that? Because a lot of people hear it and they're just like, oh, that's like just some you know, hippie bullshit. What does that mean to you? First off, I think the COVID thing is super important because like you said, that was the first time people were forced to look internal. And as a result of looking internal, they started to really connect to their divine power. The way I see manifestation is being able to connect to that divine power and the global force, the quantum field that connects each and every one of us and instruct that field to organize a set of events in our life to create a reality we're looking for, right? So manifestation, people see it as hocus pocus until you get into the quantum side of things, right? And get into the sort of scientific aspect of things where essentially what you're doing is you're using your heart and the feelings and the resonance frequencies of your heart to send an electromagnetic message into the universe that instructs several pieces in the universe to move in your favor, whether that might be a job, whether that might be you stepping into an opportunity you want. Everything that we want in our life exist already for us. All we have to do is connect to that frequency and manifestation is saying, right, how do we use our feelings through our heart to connect to that frequency? And as a result of being in a resonated frequency with that thing, bring it into our life, right? So it's really just stepping into your creative divine power. And for some people that might go, whoa, do we really have that? And the truth is, yes, you do. And manifestation is going, let's take our visions, let's connect our visions with our heart and instruct the universe to bring it forth for us. So what does that look like? Let's just break it down. So for somebody that's listening and saying to themselves, okay, I hear you, but what does that mean? So let's just give an example. Let's just say that I I want to, okay, let's just take my own situation. And we we talked about this uh, when, we, when we had our little phone call. So for me, I have struggled with attracting coaching clients, even though I'm a therapist, like I'm literally a licensed therapist. I have a worldwide podcast. I get a lot of people for my readings, but I don't get a lot of people for my coaching. Let's say I'm trying to attract more of that. How would I go about manifesting to get more clients? Where would I start? Understood. So the thing here, right, is I like to approach this from the seven hermetic principles, right? I have seven hermetic principles come from alchemy and hermeticism, which is old ways of thinking about the world. And there are these seven principles. There's mentalism, there's polarity, there's correspondence, there's cause and effect, 
There's a law of vibration, the law of rhythm, and the law of gender. The law of mentalism says that all is mind, which essentially is going to be the foundation of what we discuss here today, where the way I think about the universe, the way I think about all that exists around us, right, is that every single thing you see around you was created first by thought forms, by thinking. And by thinking, what you do is you set four types of energies in motion in the universe. You have the energy of attraction, the energy of repulsion, the energy of cohesion, and the energy of adhesion. Every single thing you see in your life, every single relationship, job, situation, thing comes as a result of the manifestation of these four energies. So when I, t- when I think about manifestation, first thing is about having the vision of what you want to achieve. You cannot go where you cannot see, right? So have the, vi- in fact, they've done studies on this, right? Where if you get people to walk in a straight line and you blindfold them, they're actually going to go in circles, no matter how they try, no matter how hard they try. As soon as you take up the blindfold, you can calibrate in where you want to go. And as a result of that, you set your biochemical processes and the tools in your body to direct your path, Right. This is the same thing with manifesting. It really starts by having the vision. What do you want? I coach a lot of people and 99% of people have no idea what they want. When you can have clarity and specificity of what you want, what you're doing is you're actually creating that resonant frequency within you because that process of clarification raises your energy and your vibration in alignment with what you want. And then, right? Those four processes start to set in motion. To get what you want, you have to first of all deal with what you don't want. Repulsion kicks in, right? You don't want to be in a state where you don't have clients. Repulsion kicks in. Then you get into a state of attraction. What kind of clients do you want? Now, then, this is why I love these principles, seven principles of, um, of uh, hermetism. Now, with as soon as you figure out what you want to attract in your life, we now need to go into, right, what's the messaging? How are we communicating who we are? Because I don't think about manifesting as just something you do mentally. I see it as something you need to ground in actual principles. But you first need to start with a vision and connect with a deep feeling so you can have the electromagnetic signature in the world around you to attract things to you. And once those four forces start to go, right, and once they start to manifest themselves through attraction, repulsion, cohesion, and adhesion, what you now need to do is actually flow with life Trust that whatever you want is in front of you and flow with life because what life is going to do, because you've created this electromagnetic frequency in your heart through feeling and through certainty, your soul and your spirit is literally going to start to point you to do things, to take certain series of steps to manifest what you want. And this is where action comes in because your soul might nudge you, hey, why don't we put out this Instagram campaign? Or why don't we run this post? Or why don't we work with this person versus that person? right? Most times this is where people get caught up. They try to use logic to manifest. When you are manifesting and creating from your divine power, you cannot create with logic. You have to create with your heart and what's in resonance with your heart, which is why it's important to have the vision, charge it within you emotionally based on the feeling and the certainty within you, and then trust your heart and take action in alignment with your heart for it to guide you. Does that make sense? I know we went into oh, so many it. different places, but no, no, I, I, I love the science behind it. Like a lot of people, they hear a manifestation and they think it's just like wishing on a star, but there, it, like I'm a clinical, I, I have a clinical side. I'm a clinician. It's part of what I do. So I love the, the back and forth with like, not only the clinical components and the science components, but also the spiritual components. And there is a science behind this y'all. There is a science behind frequencies and manifestation. And when you understand that, 
it all starts to make sense like, oh shit, it actually, this could actually be legit. And I think too, because naturally we all have an ego, right? It's part of being human. And our ego wants to know the reasons why. The ego wants the evidence behind what our soul is telling us to do. How do we distinguish what the mind is saying versus what the soul is telling us? I'll answer this question really quickly and I'll go into the manifestation piece again because when the soul is speaking to you, the soul has a very clear, short answer to anything it's going to speak on. When the mind is speaking to you, it chatters. You notice this about anything, right? It takes your soul 0.1 seconds to decide because it already has a decision in front of you. Do you love him or not? Do you love her or not? It's a yes or no. It's a yes or no. Right. But what happens is when the mind comes in, the mind starts to go into pros and cons. If you ever find yourself going through a pros and cons list and going back and forth and when you're following your mind. But if you find yourself going, I don't know why I just kind of want to do this. And that first impulse that comes is usually the soul. In fact, I say this way, the soul speaks first, the mind tries to justify. That's generally how that works. The soul communicates. It's there. You either listen to it or you don't. And the mind is what tries to justify. And that the reason that's actually a, a problem when it comes to manifestation is when you're trying to manifest, right? You are trying to jump quantum timelines and you're trying to change your reality and take an action that you've probably never taken before, right? You're trying to create a life and a vision or something in your life that is not based on the regular things you've been taught and the regular ways you've been taught to perceive life. As a result of that, your soul is going to communicate to try to help you jump your mind, because it's based on past principles and the same thinking that has gotten you where you are, it can't see the same thing your soul can see. So it's fundamentally important that when you're trying to manifest, you listen to the soul and that first voice that says go or don't go versus the mind that tries to create pros and cons because the mind is only made up of the things that were installed throughout your life that have gotten you exactly where you are. And in the first place, you're trying to jump from where you are into something else. And the final thing on this is the reason why a lot of people struggle to manifest is they don't have confidence in the ability to manifest and they're trying to manifest things that are way too big, way too fast. It's a muscle. You have a spiritual muscle, just like you have a physical muscle, right? You go to the gym, you work out over time. You don't just start lifting three plates on a bench press, right? Or three plates. In the you start a little bit small and you grow into that. It's the same thing with your emotional body. You don't start just trying to control all your emotions at once. You first start by taking a few breaths to calm down and create separation between you and whatever's going on. Amazing. It's the same thing with your spiritual muscle. I've gotten to a point now, the fastest I've gotten a manifestation was 30 seconds, where it literally went from that to that. It was like, and I saw it and I went, whoa, that's amazing, right? So, but it took me time to get there. And if you're trying to manifest something big, I say this to all my clients, first thing I will start you on is let's manifest a croissant or a free coffee. And let's just start with that. Because when you start to see it manifest, you start to really connect the dots and you go from believing to knowing that you can manifest. And the energy of knowing is that energy of certainty, which now allows you to pull and extrapolate that same approach into bigger things in your life, right? So you always want to go from believing into knowing. And I really say it starts small, manifest a croissant put it in your mind for the next seven days and you'll be surprised when it pops up or manifest a hug and you'll be surprised when it pops up and do that five, five to seven times. And all of a sudden you realize, wait, something is actually a bit different here. And now go try to start manifesting things that are a little bit bigger. 
I love that. And I think for me, like even when I started doing readings and I just got pulled to doing them and I was always looking for something to be off or something to be wrong. And for me, I needed that evidence. And the more that I did it and the more that I saw the evidence behind it, that's when it was like this knowing. And now here we are a couple years later. I'm so, I trust my guides so much that even if the person tells me like, no, look, my my man's healthy and this is a healthy relationship and I'm just going to pass what I see. And OK, there might be some challenges with this, you know, FYI. And then, you know, eight, six months later, eight months later, comes to find out the guy was cheating. But I trust my guide so much that I just trust the information of, of how it's passed. We don't know how it's going to manifest. You might make different choices, but I trust them that this is what they're telling and they're telling you this for a reason. But it took me time to get to that point. But now I trust in my intuition so much that I don't need evidence behind why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. So for example, like with relationships, I always had this inner knowing, even with somebody that I would meet, you know, maybe dating for like a couple dates. And there was just like this inner knowing that something feels off with this person. I don't know what it is because on paper, it's, you know, they look great. They, have a, they, they check, check, <laughs> check. But there's uh -huh. something about how they ask questions. There's something about their energy or, you know, it's just kind of almost draining in many ways. And there's something in my intuition telling me, and I used to ignore it. And when I would ignore it, I would always see that as time went by, I wasted so much time or got myself into a situation that did not serve my highest good. Um, and I had so many limiting beliefs about not only myself, but the situations I was in. So I think that, you know, what you said is key is to really trust it and really understand like this is something that your soul is telling you to do and don't always pay attention to the chatter. If you're confused, you usually have your answer. What's for you is going to feel flowing. So for people that are dealing with like limiting beliefs, you know, I was somebody who used to deal with that. And even still now, I still struggle with that whether it's with their business or imposter syndrome with what they want to do in their career or surrounding money, how does somebody overcome that belief system? And, and just real quick, I want to back up because there are some people who grew up in a household that taught them that they will never be rich. They will never have X amount of money. This is the life that they have. How do they overcome those limiting beliefs? Did you guys know that I'm not only a therapist, but I'm also a coach and a professional tarot reader? Now, it's not exactly me hovering over a crystal ball telling your future. It's a way to connect with your guides on life issues such as career and love and spirituality. And sometimes people need one-on-one -on -one coaching to help them through breakups, toxic relationships, healing the mother wound, their spiritual path, or navigating tools as an empath. So I do all of these things to help my clients pursue life and decisions and understand themselves. So if you are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching or a tarot reading, Click the link below to get started. Okay, back to the podcast. I'll tell you how I've helped clients overcome it. And I want to backtrack into your thing on trust. The most transformational thing that I think anybody could do is to reduce the distance between their physical action and their spiritual impulse to the point that when you can get your spiritual impulse and reduce the distance where as soon as the spiritual impulse comes in, yes, no, go here, go there, whatever it is, you take action, you're going to find that your life is going to just open up in the most beautiful way possible. And that is because of trust. Because you do need to trust that spiritual voice. Now, if we come back into your question on limiting beliefs, 
I see limiting beliefs as the manifestation of deeper levels of trauma, right? We have limiting beliefs around self-worth and things of the sort, but what programmed that? And it's not necessarily limiting beliefs. It is limiting decisions around traumatic experiences. Because what happens to a lot of people is, and this happened to me, by the way, like even before I came in speaking about what I do, having thousands of followers, hundreds of thousands of views online, I was super scared about speaking about spirituality. I ran away from it for many years, right? And that was because I had made a decision that my voice was not good enough to be heard. And I made this decision around when I was five years old. That decision spiraled across my life and went from being a protective mechanism in that specific instance where I was hurt that day into an out-of-control mechanism that manifested in my relationships, that manifested sexually, that manifested in my job, that manifested in the boardroom, that manifested with my clients, that manifested across the board where my voice was not good enough. So it's not the limiting belief. Is the limiting decision you have made about your life. Because the funny thing is that limiting decision also programs your subconscious mind to find situations to prove that limiting decision. There's something called the RAS, your reticular activated system. And this shows that your brain, at any given point in time, you can, you're taking in 11 million bits of information, while your brain is only processing 40 bits of information per second. That is 0.00005% of the information out there, right? And that is because, and that's linked directly to your decision. So it's not limiting beliefs. I don't care so much about limiting beliefs and they're there, don't get me wrong. The way to solve them is to go into the decision you have made that is programming your subconscious mind to prove to you that you are right. Because at every given point in time in your life, your subconscious mind is proving to you that you're right. I'm not good enough. I'm going to be rejected. Great. You're only going to see reasons why that woman or that man is going to reject you. I'm good enough. I'm not going to be rejected. You're only going to see reasons why there's an opening for you to go out and close that deal, to get that client, to ask for the sale and all of that. And it's based on the decision you have made about your life. And that decision is linked to trauma, which is why for me, I had a client who never made more than 6,000 euros in his life. He had worked for over 20 years and he had an, an energetic money ceiling that he couldn't crack through. And his whole belief around money was money was bad. He didn't really have those beliefs in the surface, but when we dove deeper into the traumatic experiences he had, his trauma was directly linked to how much money he had. And as a result of that, he made a decision about money that stopped him from earning the amount of money he wanted to earn across 20 years. Within two months of doing the inner childhood work, this is the hint, go do inner childhood work, everybody. Within two months of doing that and releasing that energetically, he crosses $250,000 in money that just comes in from a new business venture. Eight months after that, another 750 k The funny thing was the money started to come to him. So this whole time, the money was there trying to get to him. But because he wasn't unlocked and he couldn't really step into that flow of it, he couldn't receive it. And every single time he would go to these meetings, his RAS would kick in and see negative, it will see negative things and negative reasons why he couldn't go through. As soon as we started changing that, he goes into the boardrooms and all of a sudden his clients are asking him to build them however much he wants to build them. And he should make it comfortable for himself in the construction industry, which is unheard of. So limiting beliefs, great. And I acknowledge them. Let's go a little bit deeper. Limiting decisions and trauma. Let's not solve at the fruit level of a tree. Let's solve at the root level of a tree. And you mentioned money ceilings. So yes. 
Tell me what that is. <laughs> Let's dive into that because I've heard you talk about it and I, fi- I feel like that's really interesting. And you also mentioned blockages. So what are money ceilings and how does that block you from making the money that you want in life? First of all, money ceilings are fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can we just say that first of all? Yes. And the way to know you have a money ceiling is look back on your life and figure out what is the most amount of money you've ever made and how many times have you touched that level and come right back down. Money ceilings happen when you get to a level, you either say for a lot of people is 10 grand, right? 10 grand a month. You get to 10 grand a month and something happens and you come right back down or you can't crack 10 grand, no matter what happens. And even if for some people, the way it manifests is say a business owner, they want to have a certain profit ratio. They get to 10 grand a month and they go, great, I can get two grand for my business. Something happens, some bill eats that amount. They get to 20 grand a month, their bills are still about 20 grand a month, right? So there's always this, it's like an energetic block to you crossing a certain money threshold. And for other people, what you find is you might cross that money ceiling, say $10,000, and immediately you may get to 12, and the next month you come right back down, right? So it's this very seesawy experience. The reason that's happened is because that's the level where energetically you are calibrating at and you're tapping at. And that is the level where people really believe where their self-worth essentially taps out. And what happens oftentimes is say you get to 10 grand a month and you're about to go for 20K. All of a sudden what happens is because people have inner traumas and inner decisions that they've made around money, right? That inner part of them starts to vibrate at a negative rate relative to the amount of money they want to earn. So you want to get to 10K. The closer you get to 10K, if that's what you believe you're worth, if that's what's rich, if 10K a month is rich to you and your family told you that, We're never rich and we can't be rich. The closer you get to 10K, the farther you are away from your family, the farther you are away from all that you know. Remember, if you look at your mother and your father, you have 50% 50 of your chromosomes as your mother's, 50% as your father's, right? By getting closer to that energetic 10K mark, you are pushing away your family or you're pushing away whatever it is you've been told around money and the decisions you've made. And because you've programmed your subconscious mind, with a certain decision about money, it's going to start attracting situations to cool down your money frequency and to bring you back to a point of safety. And this is being done on your behalf for your own safety, by the way. And people might go, whoa, 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 what do you mean? How can this be done for my own safety? It's a decision you have made about life and life just wants to say yes to you. Life has no other intentions but to say yes to you, whether you believe you can or you can't. It's going to say yes to you. So if you've made a negative decision about money, the closer you get to more money, life is going to go, no, 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 we didn't decide that. We said yes to something else. And it's going to kick in and answer you with a resounding yes. And this is a very annoying thing to deal with because it's people go, I want money. And I, has, I see this all the time. People go, I want to make a lot of money. And of course I want it. I can't believe I have a money ceiling. Go back into the trauma do a trauma or inner childhood regression. I do this for people. Go back and what you 100% of the time, I say 99% of the time, or you find is some trauma related to money. And that's that's formed an identity shell for you and has been your protective mechanism till now. And as soon as you're about to go earn money, you're going to have to break that identity shell. And that's why it can be really hard for people. And this is why there's a process of unfolding yourself to a new you and letting go of the old self so you can switch 
quantum timelines. And this is what people mean by quantum timelines and breaking energetic blockages. And you have to be willing, right? Because you can, I know a lot of people that just, they're just not, they, they may not like where they are at with money, but they're so content with their just like every day, nine to five, there's no action behind, okay, well, let me do something different. Let me figure out what else I can do to make more money. It's kind of like just stuck, literally stuck with exactly what they're doing, but not willing to put in any work to do anything different. So I feel like everything you're saying is so on point, but to add to that, I feel like you still have to want it. You still have to put in some type of action to make some changes because I, even for me, like I look back at my, my childhood and growing up, I shouldn't be where I'm at. I shouldn't even be alive. I mean, there are so many things that like in the area that I grew up in, how I grew up there, I shouldn't be successful. I shouldn't have a house. I shouldn't be, you know, where I'm at financially. But it's it's interesting because when I look at my history, no matter what situation I got in, there was always a way out. Like something always was able, I was always able to manifest something or figure out a plan to pay off this or get myself out of this situation and get into a better situation. It's always kind of gone up. And when I get into those mindsets of like limiting beliefs, or I don't know if I should raise my prices or things like that. I look back and I'm like, things have always worked out and they've always worked out for a reason. And the universe is putting me on the path. I just have to walk through it because you have a choice. You can choose not to walk through it. And I feel like if you don't, yes, you are going to stay stuck. You are going to stay in these, you know, same situations. One thing I was looking at your page and I thought that was really interesting and I would love for you to break it down a little bit and explain exactly what this was. Um, You talked about the law of polarity. Please explain this to me because when I was listening to this, I was like, this is fascinating and I I would love my listeners to, to hear this. Can I just say that the reason why people don't take action is fear and it's just deeply embedded fear. And if you can beat fear out of your life and live a fearless life, life is going to respond positively. But it's scary and if the scariest thing to do is to actually try. Even as I started seeing more success for myself, it was interesting where I started getting scared of my own success. I saw my videos popping off and things going all over the place. And I went, whoa, just started having deep fear for no reason. So that's there. Um, I just think it's something that I'm a bit more empathetic on because I see it and I try to motivate people and say, get off and go get stuff going. And sometimes I go, you know, it's fear and I see it and I hope anyone listening to this chooses to live on the edge of fear today, chooses to, you know, break that fear in some way because pff, life is not going to end and tomorrow is going to be the same thing and you're going to get an opportunity. The law of polarity, again, another hermetic principles, this probably one of my favorite laws. The reason my favorite laws, it dances and essentially for anyone listening, think about it like two pendulums right? Say one pendulum. You have a pendulum and it has two edges, two poles. That's polarity. Yeah. And for those and that who essentially don't know what says, that is, here you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, so that essentially shows that or says that there are two sides to everything. And there is no truth in this life. There's only half truths because there are two ends of the pole. And it depends on how you want me to break this down. So I'm going to ask you because we can go deeply metaphysical. We can apply it into something. It comes in relationships. It comes in money. It comes in spirit. It's a fundamental building block of the universe, and it applies literally all the way back to us being God and infinity. So please, how do you, how can I apply this for your users? Let's, let's break it down for things that people are probably dealing with, like relationships yes. or money. 
Yes. Okay. So relationships and money, it's, I'll use a specific example with polarity, right? Actually, no, let's use money. Money is a better one. So with money, to make money, you need attention. You need people who resonate with your frequency, who resonate with your vibration. This is, again, another way of manifesting, right? The higher vibration you can get in one specific area, the more recognition you're going to get, the more attractive you're going to look to people, and the more you're going to be able to pull more people to you. With polarity, what we're saying is how can you polarize yourself and stand apart from the crowd by literally connecting to your deepest truth and resonating at your deepest frequency? Because when you do that, you're going to connect with the clients, opportunities, and whatever other resonating frequency is resonating with your own heart. And as a result of that, you're going to be able to pull money to you, right? So polarity in this sense is as simple as saying, hey, create, look at whatever industry you're in, identify your truth, polarize yourself in a way where you're going to piss people off and you're going to cause friction on purpose. That is fine, right? For those of you that's, that fear arguments and frictions, it's going to happen if you're going to be successful. Cause it on purpose and stay on your end of the pole where you are in your truth, because what's going to happen is as much as you're going to cause friction, you're also going to use polarity in your advantage. When you cause friction, you cause love and you cause smoothness. And you're going to do that for some people and you're going to cause friction for others. And there's this saying I love, I think it's in the Bible that says, um, you either be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I will spit you out. <laughs> right? You, cold coffee is amazing. Hot coffee is amazing. Lukewarm mm -hmm. coffee should not be drunk. Yes, right, And this agreed. is the same thing. A, a lot of people go through life in a very lukewarm manner. Polarize yourself. Be known for something that's going to pull money. In relationships, this is where we start to dance with masculinity and femininity, right? And being able to use polarity to charge your energies. So polarity in a relationship becomes very sexual. It's, it, it can become very sexual where as a man, you hold a pole right? In your masculine dominance and a woman holds her feminine pole. And as a result of that, you come together and sexual engagement happens and whatever. Amazing. A deeper aspect of playing with polarity is actually using polarity to change your energetic signature in life. This is going to get a bit woo-woo, so stay with me here. So for example, a lot of women I deal with, they are they're very feminine in nature. And if they go through life and they have a lot of stress because we're in a masculine world, right? And the world was created by men for men. As a result of that, if you're feminine operating in the masculine world, you are going to be quite stressed energetically. So a lot of women go through that. And one of the ways to fix this, or to at least get better in the masculine world, is to play the game of polarity and to actually switch poles with your partner, where he or she, whoever your partner is, becomes submissive, and you become more dominant as a way of practicing how to manipulate the dominant masculine sexual energy in the bedroom, but that is actually, right, the core source of all energy in the world. Because if you look at every single thing we have in the world, all manifestations of government, business, whatever, is a manifestation and a derivative of sexual energy. The core is sexual energy. So if you're trying to charge yourself to become someone who shows up and is more dominant in the world, you probably want to practice being more dominant in the bedroom with consent and in a safe way, of course. And if you're someone who wants to learn how to receive from the universe and actually step into that magnetic power of receiving in the universe. You probably want to play with receiving and submission in the bedroom as a way of using polarity to actually change your vibrational makeup. And now you're able to take it, take polarity, not just from the point of making money, where you can take it into the bedroom to create 
better engagement between partners, but also teach yourself how to show up in the world in a better way, and then go back and make more money. That's fascinating. I have, yeah. I've, I've heard a lot, but I don't think I've ever heard that type of explanation. Okay. So that makes me think about something. I am trying okay, to be mindful go. of our time. I'm looking at the clock, but I want to make, right. I want to, I want to talk right. about this. Okay. That's so right. a lot of people, so I'm uh-huh. single, you know, and I don't know how it is in the UK, but where I live, it is, it's hard out there. The dating world is hard, but it's hard for many reasons. I think some people with location, <laughs> I <was about> to <laughs> say. <laughs> it, location, but I think that the more emotionally intelligent you become, the more um, spiritually aligned you become, you need somebody else that's also spiritually aligned and also on that same vibration, which can make it hard. Okay. But when we're talking about manifesting, I am guilty of this. I'll be with my girlfriends, especially the single ones. And, you know, we get into these conversations like what is wrong with men? Like it is just like the bottom of the barrel. And we get into this vibration and these conversations of there are no good men left. How do women specifically? And I and of course, there's many other conversations we can have about the LGBTQ. But for this conversation, we're talking about women, um, heterosexual women. How do we get into the vibration to manifest a healthy relationship because it's hard, especially when you have constantly, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm that person. I've met a lot of toxic people. I've met a lot of people who are just, and now I just don't date at all because it's just, it's like, it's all or nothing for me. So how does somebody get out of that mindset? Are you open and easily approachable or do you resist? Okay. So when I'm at the gym, because, you know, I've been lifting weights for years. It's always I will in say, the gym. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I will say I'm very unapproachable. Nobody ever yes. comes up to me. I get that because I do probably have that energy. Out and about, I would say I'm more approachable, but I feel like I either look homeless or I look, I look really great. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you. It's, so the gym is where you're going to find people who are actually investing in themselves. Anybody in the gym, they're people who are investing in themselves. Right. And I do see that with, and I don't get me wrong. I, that's one of the spaces where you just want to leave someone to do their own thing, but that's also a very good melting pot to be open. Stop having the conversation on men being trash. That's the first place to start. Stop declaring it into the universe. I believe every single thing we say, if we're talking about vibration, how do you get into the vibration of attracting the man that you want? What are sound waves? How are you hearing me right now? Only through vibration. Every single time you get into those circles with women who believe that and think that, chances are they're going to be attracting people based on their own toxic wounds and trauma or whatever it is. And they're also feeling that energy that there are no good men out there. Stop having that conversation, right? And those are probably not people you really want to be around. I've had, I've had guys who just want to go around and just sleep around and have that kind of life and, do that and have that kind of energy, right? Great. I don't want to be around them. I know what I want. I know the frequency I want. I know the level of depth I want to get with a woman. And I know I'm not going to find out with these individuals. I'm not playing in those circles. Instead, I'm going to the retreats. I'm going to the engagements. I'm going to the spaces where I can potentially find that. Now, there's another thing of finding a man and actually being attracted to him. I'll let you have that one. Um, Because I know this and I know that, you know, it's funny. I looked at the statistics. You're in, you're in, this is your field also. 80% of the people who go to therapy are women. Right, eighty percent of my following are women. Twenty percent are men. Same. I do think men need to do more work, one hundred percent. And I'm hoping to be a container to help them do that. I think there's one hundred percent needs to happen. However, if we're looking to change our vibration, let's change the friends who we're around who have that level of thinking, and it could be difficult. Sure, let's stop having those conversations and stop declaring that into our lives. 
and actually going, no, 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 I attract beautiful men in my life. I attract the best. This is what I say to myself, by the way, right? I don't look twice at someone who is not energetic. If you don't give me an energetic ping, I'm not looking at you. Yes. And I'll like declare to myself, I attract the best clients. I attract the best women. I attract the best engagement and I attract depth. And I'm not willing to compromise. Now, when you do that, the universe is going to test you. It's going to put you in most situations to gossip and to talk about these kinds of things. It's going to bring some toxic men for you to choose if you're going to allow yourself fall down into sexual um, pulls and sexual urges. And if you're going to open your gates to that, it's going to test you. It's your job to say no or not. And for me, this happens all the time where I I get tested and I go, you know what? No, it's not happening. You can't come into my field. When you do that over time, then you are actually not only sending your energetic signature based on what you're speaking, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, you're sending it based on what you're doing. You cannot attract a high value man if you're playing with low value men. And if you're showing up in a low value way, we're not going to look at that person. I'm not saying that's you. I'm not saying that's anyone. It's just how it works. In the same way, a high value woman or a woman who's energetically high, and I don't mean high value as in money, I mean it's energetically, she's not going to look at a man who is not developed, understands his masculine, able to drop into his, she's not going to do that. So let's play at that level and program the RAS to bring that to us. And again, polarity, polarize ourselves very strongly there, very strongly. And do that plus space and time. What I mean by plus space and time is when you create a frequency and you make a decision about how you're going to show up in life. Life will start testing you because time is going to come in and it's going to give you space to choose. That time is important because as your quantum timeline starts to shift, right, as you energetically start to shift, that happens over time. Most people decide, hey, I want it now. It doesn't happen in two weeks. They revert back to the booty call. They revert back to the standard way of operation. It has to be a thing where you literally need to... You need to erase the memory of your old self and step into the discomfort of your new body and the new version of you that's evolving because it's, it's, it's uncomfortable for a caterpillar to break out. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, you're going to have to go through that uncom- discomfort. You're going to have to sit there and be lonely for a little bit and that's really right. crystallize mm-hmm. <laughs> the quality of energy you want, you want around you instead of being easy. Yeah. And just to add to that, you have to get comfortable. I always say this, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that might mean walking away from situations and being okay with being sad for a little bit for long-term happiness. So that means not staying for the red flags. Red flag number one, you, it, that's it. If it doesn't align with you and what you want and your vision, then don't waste your time. And that's kind of where I'm at. But I want my the women listening because a lot of my clients, they do this and they stay in these situations much longer when their intuition and their mind are fighting, but they already know what to do. Can I just say this? On that point, right? There are several hierarchies of events that need to happen for you to get the life that you want. Remember I talked about the four forces, attraction or repulsion, attraction, cohesion, adhesion. Repulsion, you need to repel the situation you're in. Otherwise, spirit cannot move. These are the four ways that your soul manifests and the energy of the whole world manifests. It cannot move if you don't agree to repulsion. If you keep repulsion, you can't move because that energetic signature of your partner is now actually being a preventative force to what you want. They got to go. Attraction would come in, right? Where you might have attraction with someone, you need to allow that attraction happen. You need to be attractive. Put yourself in that position to be attractive so you can vibrate at a high level of attraction. Adhesion might come where 
two things might put you together. I don't think you need adhesion for a relationship as much as you need cohesion. You need to find people that energetically make you feel comfortable. And that is that because the thing here is not, you're just not going to date someone who is already where you want them to be. You guys are going to go on a journey together, right? And that journey is going to evolve only through deep cohesion where you're like water molecules that fit together. And now you can expand from being in the cup to being in the ocean and expand it into all of your reality as a pair because there is that cohesion. But the first step most people fail, they have sunken cost fallacy where they've invested two years in a relationship and they go, can I, can I really just leave it? Yes. I'm coaching a woman on this right now. 100%. Actually, I'll say this really quickly. I know someone was in a multi, almost a decade relationship, got out of the relationship. Her whole life just exploded in a positive way because that energy was keeping her stuck the whole time. And the, the moment she decided that she was worth more and she made the decision to rewrite her decision of what she was worth beforehand, as soon as she did that, spirit in the universe went, okay, great. She went through a few periods of fear. Great. She went through it. All of a sudden, life just exploded. And I'm talking money, love, situations, just I see this happening all the time. But you first need to stick and understand that when repulsion is coming, let it go through. And it's going to suck for a little bit, and that's fine. It's actually beautiful. Because that's where you get to chisel your strength. I went in a bit of a run there no, because I'm super I love passionate that. about it's, this. It's beautiful <laughs> so and it's so poetic. It's like the science uh, and the, the, the poeticness <laughs> of it. I love it. Where can people find you? Because I know that you do one-on-one -on -one coaching. You have um, a social media that you're very active on. And I'm going to link everything, but I want people to understand awesome. like what you're doing, your services, things like that. I think the first place to find me is Instagram. Adiemi Adiosoye, so you will link that in there for those of you that might not be able to spell my name. Don't worry, it's more than 13 <laughs> letters, so I totally understand. <laughs> and the other thing is I coach people one-on-one. -on -one. I do that on a very selective basis in my program called Uncaged. And this is generally for people who are feeling stuck wherever they are in life and they're going, I actually want to now break my cage. Because what you realize is when you have these energetic trauma blocks in your life, they actually manifest in your life like an invisible cage that follows you around. Right? That's why you might not be able to attract the relationship or the money and all of these things. And no matter how hard you try, because it's a personal penitentiary, like I like to call it, you can't progress. So I coach people one-on-one -on, -one on that kind of stuff. When you want to jump quantum timelines, that's what I specialize in. And then the other place people can work with me is in the Soul School. And the Soul School is a community where beautiful people from all over the world who are spiritual and into the business side of things and want to make more money all come together connect with the spiritual challenges together. We learn about how the soul works. We learn about deep ways of alchemy and spirituality. And we take practical steps to take these learnings and translate them into our lives. So the Soul School is an easy way to work with me. Um, Adiemi, Adi Yoso is a place to contact me on Instagram. And Uncage is my one-on-one -on -one program that I've used to explode people's lives. So that's how to find me. Awesome. And I'm going to link everything for everyone to find you. Um, thank you so much just for your, your energy and your wisdom and the work that you're continuing to do, especially, especially for the men out there, because we need more of this. And like you said, a lot of our clients are women, so it's really great to have representation. So thank you for doing what you're doing. And I'm so glad that we connected. So thank you again. Carice, my pleasure.